Check it out, uh. Come back and I'm better. I've been patient, encouraging changes. I'm speaking new language. Just the thoughts of a joke. Only people who've been round will know. I'm talking about owning some, giving my homie some, teaching their youth how to survive. You owe me nothing. I'm just a young black man with a dream and a plan. These are my thoughts as I share them with the land. Thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of an Average Joe Podcast. My name is Teroy Jackson, your favorite average Joe, and uh, I got a returning guest and I got a new guest on. What's going on, my man Tyler? How you living? Socially thoughtful <laughs> in the house. You already know what the deal is. You know I'm back. Almost a year to the Almost same a year to the day, yeah, because it was, because you was on the Father's Day episode. That's right. Day. Yep, you uh-huh. know, it was inspiration for me to get my own shit, you know? Hey, man, I'm happy I can, you know. Look out however I can, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know? Something slight. Something slight. Yep. My man Dave, what's going on? What's good, what's good, what's good? People, man, King back in the building. Always, always, what's good? Hey, man, I'm just living, man. I'm happy y'all could get on, man. Hey, I'm glad to be on here, man. Thanks for the invite, bro. Like, no problem. It's good when you get to come back home. No problem, He only man. invited you because you was a little bit smart. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Look here, the man that knows a little something knows that he knows nothing at all, so I'm good. So today's topic today, right? We're gonna be talking about how basically women, how basically white men get a pass when it comes to being mass murderers. But whenever us black men die, we get labeled as thugs and they smear our image. And I kind of, and I wanted to talk about this because I realized a lot. Like, it, for example, when George Floyd died, they brought up that he possibly did porn, and I'm like, why does that fucking matter? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Did what? Yeah. You ain't know that? I ain't know that. You ain't know that? <laughs> he was probably slaying white women. That's why they probably <laughs> called it up. You know that? Bro, because I was like, uh, that's not like what they was doing us for 400 years. But I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah, man. I'm just like, okay. So I'm just like, all right. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm like, yo, so why is that? Why is that important? Why do you try so hard to smear our image? But yet you had these Caucasians, these whites that come out here, kill people. Mass shootings, mass murderers, and they get a pass. Oh, he was such a great guy. Was he fucking really a great guy? Ty, you want to take off on this one first? <laughs> nah, he wasn't. Let's just be honest. He wasn't a good guy. He was no Batman. He was no Batman. <laughs> he was no maybe a Bane. You know? You know? Games begin. Let the games begin. I mean, honestly, though, bro, on some real shit, um... You got to think about it, and it goes to it ties directly into our last segment that I was on. Who runs the country? White man. Period. Point blank. Ain't no who questions the, about that. Who, who are the architect? Who are the architectures of our history? Who are the the writers, the scri- the scribes of our history? White man. History. Break it down. It's his his story. story. And oftentimes, let's just call it what it is. Oftentimes, it's the cowards that write history. Because uh-huh. otherwise, because the ones that was there and lived it, but well, we know where they at. I mean, they six feet under. So 
it's not surprising at the end of the day. But like I said before, it's not. We got to stop giving too much of a fuck about what other ethnicities feel about our history. What matters is how we feel about our history. Do we take pride in our history? That's why I said what I said last time. Like, I don't care what a white man says about my history. Because, motherfucker, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you came from our ancestors. The only reason why you pale is because you decided to move your cracker ass away from the equator. Uh-huh. So, hey, that that's that's irrelevant to me, honestly. Because what, I guarantee, let's flip it. If George Floyd, if he were, let's say, Marcus Garvey, what would the narrate what what would the narration be then? If he that was Nat Turner. That he still did porn. <laughs> I'm saying it would still be something negative. Uh-huh, correct. Of course. And, and I mean it, he could be Malcolm X and I guarantee it'd still be some shit. Well so, you know you well you know he 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 jaywalked back in eighty three and that's the reason why we had to kill what? It, it's always gonna be shit something that's negative. irrelevant. Yeah. It has no bearing. So that's why I say I expect white supremacy to be who they are. We have to do what Maya Angelou said. When someone shows you who they truly are, uh-huh. believe them. So we shouldn't be surprised. We shouldn't be surprised. And that's why I say with the protests, I get people want to feel involved. People want to, you know, really let their voice be heard. And people are angry. At the same time, bro, the best love is self-love. Uh-huh. So it's not about white people loving us. It's not about white supremacy loving us. It's about us loving us at the end of the day. Guess what, fellas? I love you guys. I really do. Yeah, I... I love you too, man. Yeah, I... I Even though you're a little light bright. (laughs) Well, you know what? Well, you know what, player? I had to stop by your establishment to add some color to your establishment because, you know... know, I live in in an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment with white walls. We got more than enough color. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It it don't resonate the same. I'm sorry. It just don't. It just don't resonate the same. All right, so... (laughs) Why do you believe, right, black men are, cate- are categorized as thugs? God, that's a deep one. Okay. Do you want the short answer or you want the long answer? We got time. Okay. Well, I mean, we already know the slavery part, but let's skip through that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What happened after Black Wall Street? They fucked that up. I'm still angry about that. And it's funny, I was talking to my homegirl about this yesterday. Look at the generational differences between our grandparents, our parents, and even if you want to say like that Generation X that went through the Vietnam crack, the the crack epidemic of the 80s, the 90s babies. Look at the generational gaps. Our grandparents believed in owning and being managers over our own communities and owning our own businesses our parents did not follow that procedure because after the after our grandparents opened businesses uh dry cleaner shops my grandmother owned a a corner store it was the main corner store in the neighborhood she used that to put my mother and my aunt through school Uh they didn't want to go that route so the generation after they was like we want to do our own thing we want to be accepted we want to be validated by our oppressor we shall overcome. We want integration. We want integration. When really separation was the best thing for uh-huh. us collectively, our parents didn't want that. And uh-huh. they passed that on. And they passed that on. Now we are where we are. And now we looking out here like this. Well, shit, now what? 
very true. So it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a get it out the mud mentality, and get that's it, a great get, mentality. Get it by any means, and in some forums that kind of translates to, oh, he's a thug because he goes against the wave. Oh, he, oh, you don't want to go with what we're trying to teach you. Oh, you have a thought of your own. But I'm gonna go. Hey, you're right. But I'm gonna take it a step further. Now, this is where I really love history. Because if we just going to be real about it, the founders of this so-called great country are all pimps, gangsters, thugs, and everything. Do you want me to break down Trump's lineage? <laughs> Go look up his granddaddy. You want me to break down JFK's lineage? Go find out who Bootlegger Joe was. You want me to break down Bill Clinton's lineage? Go look at who his grandparents were. Oh, you were. just you ain't Go, got to break down no, that. <laughs> you want me to break down George Bush family? Hey. Go look at who his family is tied to. Like, if you trace the lineages of all these white men that run the country, they all come from gangsters. Gangsters, pimps, they all were rapists, they all were murderers, they all come from that. The only difference is they have three letters that black folk have yet to learn how to masterfully apply. CYA. Cover your ass. Cover cover your ass. That's all car insurance is. It's called Uh cover your ass. That's what house insurance is. Cover your ass, nigga. (laughs) If you're going to be... That's why I say, look, and I'm going to just keep it real. I ain't got no problem with the dope boys. I ain't got no problem with the drug dealers. My problem is, nigga, stop doing nigga shit. Uh You can look professional and be the biggest dope boy in the world, but cover your ass. Work a part-time job. Have other legitimate sources of income so you don't hold up a sign that says, arrest me. Uh Because that's what you look like. When you out here sagging your pants and hanging at the trap house, it screams, arrest me. Uh Like, for real. I got a close friend of mine who was heavy in the dope game, but still worked two part-time jobs, went to school, had a 3.7 GPA, and did not hang around them type of niggas. You wouldn't have known that nigga was moving heavyweight. Uh Legitimize your shit. The the objective of of starting off illegitimate, with illeg- illegitimate funds is to be legit. You start off illegit so you can be legit. Uh-huh. Niggas want to be illegit for life. Why? Because they don't want to be a part of the oppressor's game. If you know how to I would finesse love the you, oppressor. You're right. If you know how to finesse them. Uh-huh. The one game I'm going to teach my sons how to play is Monopoly. It's the best game to learn. Monopoly... It's a white man's game, but you can play a black man's, black man's way. way. That's Easy. the best game out there in the world. Easy. And it teaches you property because yeah. equity has more value uh-huh. than liquidated cash. Liquidated cash actually is the weakest form of currency because even constitutionally speaking, currency is supposed to be in the form of gold, not cash. Uh-huh. That you can just pull off a damn tree and say, hey, we're going to bail the economy out with $2.6 trillion. That's not even constitutionally written. That's why the value of the American dollar has been diminishing for the last 300 years. Mm-hmm. It has no value. So at the end of the day, that's again, who writes history. All these rich white people, like the majority of them come from illegitimate sources of income. Mm-hmm. They just figured out how to get out of that. And they know now how to run the game. We don't know how to run the game. We think we know how to look rich. We don't know how to be rich. I just hate to say it like that. Nah, I, that's real. We want like we, that's and I'm not saying it's wrong to get materialistic shit. That's cool, bro. But do you see it's, it's a big difference when you see the, the black family that got the bands. But when it's time to cut the check, they looking at each other like you got this shit. Now. I got this shit. <laughs> you better call your you sister. You got a car long enough to cover before your first payment. Period. 
Period. That's what it is. Uh, period. White man come in there driving a goddamn pickup truck uh-huh. and he acting like he ain't care in the world. He ready to cut the check. So I think, so it's time, it really comes down to, okay, are you about be, being rich or just looking rich? So like that, that, that's the big part right there. Like you can be illegitimate as long as you working to be legit. Uh-huh. So it ain't like, you know, oh, you got to be a criminal and a thug your whole life, but let's take it another step. How many times do we, how many wealthy black business people do we know that are not entertainers? I mean, at the end of the day, the reason why we are labeled thugs is because the way we are looked from the outside looking in. Uh-huh. If I it was from the inside looking out, we wouldn't be labeled thugs. I agree, but there I, to that, because I agree with that, I can also say this. Where's the balance? There is no balance. There is, there is exactly. There is no balance. So all we know is rappers, basketball players, entertainers. Everybody that we look at that got money, they entertainers. Exactly. How many So wealthy- if you're not an entertainer, you are a thug. If you can't shake, dance, or dribble, you are a thug to me. Because at the end of the day, you're not doing what the fuck I want you to do. Is it that or we don't do enough job, a good enough job for, and I put this not on the ones that don't know, the ones that piss me off are the ones that do know. Because you know, if you know that Bob Johnson is the one that founded BET and is the first black billionaire who sold BET and bought the Charlotte Bobcats and sold that to Michael Jordan, that's some empowering shit. Mm-hmm. It's no different than if I were to tell you, I know this going to spark some concentration, if I told you that it was a 14-year-old pregnant black girl that was the one that sat on the bus and we sparked the Rosa Parks story off of that. How uplifting is that to black girls? Whether they got kids or not. You know what that does? Uh-huh. It's not mainstream, though. So a lot of people don't know about that. Exactly. But why isn't it not mainstream? Is it really because the white because, man ain't telling us? Or yeah. we ain't telling us? It's the white man. Is it the white man's job to tell you about you? You're right. It's not. But who are we? Who do we listen to? And that's the problem. I, I totally agree. Like so, I'll take it right. I'll take it a step further. So I'm, I was looking. I was on this Twitter post, right? And I know a little bit <clears throat> about. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, damn, this beat smooth. Um, <laughs> shit, goddamn. Oh, it's heavy. My dog hit the mic. Um. So, I I knew about Black Wall Street, but what I didn't know was the like for example i'm looking I'm, I'll, I'll read part of this tweet mm-hmm. so it was saying that um when we talk about racial injustice in america we usually start with slavery and then go to the jim crow era <clears throat> but we often forget about that there was a period after the civil war where white races actually overthrew the government and first we must remember that blacks were a large part of southern states right after the, right after uh, uh the world war whatever the fuck you call it, that civil war um, it was Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana were, were more than 40% black. South Carolina and Mississippi State were majority black because racial terrorists hadn't taken black people's rights to vote. 17 black people served in Congress between 1870 and 1898. I ain't know that. Mm-hmm. And then basically it just goes on to basically say how the white people just pretty much overthrew everything. Ramrod the system. They, ram, they ramrodded it. They killed us all to get their people in. And from what from from what the tweet was saying that it was because at that time black people were primarily Republican because it uh-huh. was the Republicans and the abolitionist movement uh-huh. that really pushed uh, for the abolishment of slavery. Uh-huh. So at that time we didn't become Democrats until the Great Depression. Uh-huh. That's when that transferred. But prior to that, I actually tell people 
Republicans actually done done more for our ass than Democrats. I would agree with that. So <laughs> economically, Democrats have helped us the most. But, recently. Recently. But going back to the Republican, they've put us in a better they've position. They've put us in a much better position because MLK was but, Republican people. But <laughs> but because there was no money in being a Republican. Republican, exactly. That's where the switch was made. Exactly. It was like, oh, you're a Democrat, you willing to put money in my pocket, even though I'm on the poverty line? You're going to help me out just a little bit to help me out? Oh, yeah, I'm fucking with you the long way. Exactly, because that was, again, the Great Depression time. Poverty increased in black communities at that time. So prior to that, we actually, because, again, people got to remember, Black Wall Street happened Uh pre-Great Depression. So pre-Great Depression, we had more money. We We had more land. The 40 acres and a mule that we learned how to flip. So and then we, once I was I was reading this, I was shocked. I was like, so we legit had our own shit. Now yeah. not only we we had our own shit, but I didn't really know. I knew we had our own shit, but I didn't know that between that time period, like we actually were in Congress and shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then they came in, killed us all, brought their own people in there. It got so bad that the from what I from what I read that the fucking army had to fight them all. Yeah. And they had to call like, the National Guard and everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it just it's just like yo like. How can we get back to that? Oh, shit. The <laughs> answer is simple, but simple ain't always easy. Simply put, for the people who we look to, to for, for our educational and even spiritual guidance, like whether it's our teachers, our principals, our ministers, those are the people, when we are first born, those are the first black people intelligent people outside of our parents that we're exposed to our teachers and our ministers so therefore but then, but then even then that's fucked up because i felt like the information that i just found out a couple weeks ago that should have been taught in fucking school the, but exactly, it's not. exactly and a lot of white people like I, I run into some white people that don't know shit about the fucking uh, and i'm just like Mm-mm. but that should take but they have the privilege to do that why mm-hmm. they have the privilege so they're operating from a position of power mm-hmm. so they can afford to be stupid as shit we can't afford to be stupid as shit. We have to know. It's like we have to go out and do our own research because they're not they're, they're not going to teach us that shit. No, they, they, they're not. And why, why would they help us? Exactly. They're not That'd supposed be, to. That, that's my grandfather. You think a Chinese to... man want a white man to tell his child mm-hmm. his history? Mm-hmm. Hell, fuck no. As my grandfather says, that'd be too much like right. Yeah, I say that it'd all the time. Much it's, like it's too much like the right thing if, to do. If they, if they told us... Oh, yeah, you know, you guys used to be wealthy. Uh-huh. There was a such thing as a black Wall Street, and they crushed our Wall Street on, on fucking Wall Street in New York. Because we were making more money, three, like, five times more money than they could even Because we was hustling. We was hustling. I mean, them crackers couldn't stand that shit. So, you take the game, you flip it, you put your own name on it, and now we sitting stupid looking like, <laughs> yeah. damn. I tell people. You know, Wall Street is very profitable. Not knowing in the fucking uh-huh. back of our head, because our parents... Don't tell us this shit. Uh-huh. They're just like, oh yeah, go out there, get a job, do good for yourself, go to school, get an education. They're not like, oh yeah, by the way, let me teach you about some shit that you didn't learn in economics, economics, economics seventh yeah. period in tenth grade. And I'm gonna tell you about the Black Wall Street. We don't hear about that shit. I didn't know. To be honest, I didn't know about Black Wall Street till I, till I got to FAMU. Uh-huh. And that was the that was the third college I had went to. See, I knew. About Black Wall Street, I just didn't know about the Congress, about us. Oh, to be yeah. honest, I just found out about that from you just now. Yeah, I did see that part. I yeah, didn't see, know. yeah, it was for me, and I guess because my father being who he was, my mother like they indoctrinated me with so, 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 so much history that. 
for me it was when I got to college at FAM especially and I was shocked. Y'all don't know who Matt Turner is? Y'all don't know who Marcus Garvey is? Y'all don't really know about Sojourner Truth? The, like, to be honest, really don't know, the, like, the most shocking thing that happened to me at FAM was when I got offered to take a black history class. Why the fuck are we teaching black history at a black at school? At a HBCU. Why? But now you see why it's needed. Why? Why do we have a whole fucking semester dedicated? Because to for majority, you gotta think majority of our <laughs> life, we have seen white people teach us our history. Uh-huh. So for finally, finally, that's why I can appreciate them doing that because we've been indoctrinated about our history by people who don't look like us. You see how ass backward that is. So, so to answer that question from my perspective, I feel like that's some shit that, as a as now as a black father. That's some shit that I got to be willing to say. Let me get some other parents that's up on this same shit. Let me go to the school board. Yo, why this shit ain't getting taught in school? Why mm-hmm. can't this not be an elective? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm all for my child taking French, Spanish, Korean, all this shit. How about we get them to take fucking black history in high mm-hmm. school? How about that? That's that's that's, and that's going to put a whole lot more fucking mm-hmm. shit in play for them. I, I agree. But again, who runs the public schools? I totally agree with that. I agree with that. Who run the public school? And that's why I keep, I, I, this is why as much I understand the protesting, man, I get the anger, I get the vitriol, I get the pain, I get the agony, but at the end of the day, and as much as I know y'all love this, a lot of people who, you know, y'all into the NFL with Kaepernick and that whole thing, I'm going to keep it real. I never wanted Kaepernick to go back. I've never been a fan from him after he did what he did, I was like, why the fuck? That's the slave leaving the plantation, turning around and saying, Mass, I ain't know what the fuck I was talking about. Let me take my black ass here. I, I don't I'm think, just picking cotton. I don't think it's so much from my standpoint. It wasn't so much that <clears throat> it was more so from my standpoint, the fact that they deprived him of that right. It's one thing to get offered it and not do it. It's another thing when I they agree. blackball you, especially when you have other sorry-ass quarterbacks who are getting offers and you're better than them. You I just, totally, I, you th- th- just, this is my standpoint. This is how I feel with anything that I do. Give me the chance and Thank the you. opportunity Thank to you. say no. Thank you. That's that, that's, that's what, why everybody that's was so about. upset. Because, because at the end of the day, if you don't even give me a chance to say no, then I'm going to feel like you you fucking me over. And, and I agree with every single word you said, but what did your granddaddy say? <laughs> That'd be too Got him You, you right it's, just like, it's too much like the right thing to do So why do you expect your oppressor To give a shit about you nigga You a nigga In a coop As Kanye said That's what the fuck you are And I know that's not something that you want to hear That's not something that you want to absorb But let me put a mirror in front of you real quick That's what you are Okay You are a nigga That just happens to know how to run fast Jump high Like a monkey Oops. That's what you are. You are a piece of meat. You are a piece of cattle. That's what your ancestors were, and that's exactly what you are to them. So why do you want to be approved by them? Why do you want to be appreciated by them? It is not their job to like you. When I can get somebody that looks like me, that Mm -hmm. can do less than half of what you can do, but hey, I ain't got to pay them as much either. Nigga. So let me ask you this, Tyler, right? <clears throat> Considering you got you got two sons. When does our sons in the black community go from kids to being a threat? I have my own opinion on it. When? Yeah, when? Elementary school. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Damn. 
You think and, so? And I, I promise you. Because the first opportunity, I'm going to put just like this. When I first graduated from FAM, the very first job I had, other than Nike, was I used to substitute teach. Mm-hmm. And I always said, you know what? I only want to do high school. I do a little bit of middle school, but I want to do high school because I had a passion for coaching. I was like, you know what? I want to coach coach girls basketball, you know, play basketball, whatever. Maybe get in some football. I did elementary school twice. One time I did a fifth grade class. One time I did a kindergarten class. Reading the notes of the previous teach of the of the teacher for the previous day going into the next day, every fucking problem child in that class that was mentioned was fucking black. Mm. They were. And I was at a white school. And I'm like, so you telling me there's no like I'm in here teaching the kids and it's white kids interrupting and it's some of the best black kids at the school. But if if my son goes to fucking class and he gets angry and he pushes this poor little white boy or this poor little white girl, God forbid he pushes a white girl, but he pushes a white child, he's gonna be already labeled like, oh, this is a fucking problem child. Mm-hmm. Damn, see, because I, from from my perspective, that's I, I didn't think of it that way. From my perspective, I was like, because it, it starts early. He's he's just gonna be labeled as that, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be pat. Then you go to the teachers' lounge. Oh yeah, you know such and such in this class. So watch out for it when he goes to your class. That could have been an isolated situation. Mm-hmm. He could have been mad that day. Mm-hmm. He could he could have he could have had a bad fucking day at school or a bad fucking time on the playground or some shit like that and just lashed out in that one in that one instance but because of that one instance that label gets carried and god forbid it happens again Mm -hmm. because it's gonna be like oh he's done it before he'll do it again Mm -hmm. it's gonna continue to go and go and go and go that makes sense because i was looking at it more so the mindset of they go from a kid to a threat when they can start to understand the power that they have within themselves. So more like that's early, especially with the parents now. Yeah. That's why I say that for me now, I instill that shit in them now. Okay. Like, like you stand up for yourself. Theo is one is 18 months. KJ is four. They fight. I'm not getting in the middle of that shit. I'm not saying I want them to draw blood on each other, but I want them to be able to stand up for each other mm-hmm. and stand up to each other. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I, you were here before we recorded this shit. Theo ran into the goddamn wall. <laughs> I didn't pick him up. I ain't do shit. He started crying. Get your ass up. Stop fucking crying. Stop. He did stop. <laughs> That's that tough love. That, it's but, tough love. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Now, now, to your point on that, how many young black boys have father that does that not a lot we are completely imbalanced we are so imbalanced and yes i'm gonna go here that's why we get emotional like that because we are completely not taking away we need our mothers we need that nurture we need that education we need that care from our mothers but it's just certain shit mama can't teach you. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck how much she want to say I was mom and dad. You ain't never stood up to piss against the wall. You ain't my daddy. You are my mother. I respect you for the power and the godly energy that you gave me from the feminine aspect. But I need some zero. I'm sorry. When mama say, sit down. It don't sound the way when dad say, hey, sit your ass down. 
it, it ring different. It do. It ring different. When you hear that tenor and you hear that bass, it's like, oh shit. Fuck a bow the fuck out my ass phone. It. It's different because I can say that because I had both my mama and my dad. When my mama would tell me to do something, yeah, I do it, and you know, okay. When my daddy tell me, it, you felt like God Himself had descended on your ass, nigga. You might not live in the next two minutes if you don't get your shit together. It's different having older brothers around me. I couldn't fuck up because I knew at any given moment, nigga, I will jack your ass the fuck up. Uh-huh. You want to take it to the grass? We can take it there. We don't have that. We don't have that balance. So if there is no masculine energy in the house, we only know one energy to operate out of is men. And that's from the feminine. Therefore, you're in balance. Mm-hmm. And that's why women look at us and they like, why you acting like me? Why you acting like me? Like, <laughs> that's some shit my homegirl do. That's some shit my mama do. That's some shit my sister do. The fuck? That's why I tell niggas, it is not for you to be petty. She's already being petty. You have, I'm sorry, that's just the cost to be the boss. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the boss, you can't stoop to the level of your employee. That's facts. If you want to be a king, you can't act <clears throat> like a peasant. That's just what come with the shit. But niggas don't want to hear that. They want to be, they, they been, it's okay, it's okay. Nigga, grow the fuck up. Breathe into your balls. <laughs> that's the truth, Like, for real. You got to be able to... Instill it. It's got to be instilled early. It, it has to be instilled early. I'm not going to say I totally agree with, with what you're saying, Dave, about having a male figure against the, the female figure. Some women, they have that in them. They they have that in them. Yeah. But to, to, to play that role. But can they totally encompass that role? And that's what I mean. No. no they, they cannot can't. totally. They can't totally They can only show you how a man should treat a woman, really. That's really what they're showing you is like, okay, when a woman this is, is what, looking for a man exactly, or an alpha man, this is what for. she's looking for. That's looking the best for, yeah. they can do. But to really be the embodiment of yeah. that, to be yeah. the physical manifestation of that, she can't be that. Right. She can only give you guidance into what type of man that women or a specific type of women are looking for. That's it. So until you see that physically personified in front of you, you only have a silhouette image, a shadow, a figment of imagination of what your mama taught trying to teach you. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> we're going to take a break. Her word for my sponsors. And after that, um, I got this segment I do. And then after that, we'll get back to the episode. Hey. All right. So I got a news. I got a segment, right? Basically called the Creative Quarter segment. Basically where I give any artist, spoken word, poetry people some shine. So I'm uh, this is an artist called Faye um, out in Atlanta. He's the, he works with one of the people I grew up with. So I'm going uh, to play this song. It's called, uh, <clears throat> what is it called? Shit. Easy. It's called Easy. And um, after that, we'll get back into the episode.
Rather than rewrite yours, balls over balls like three Rikers. She just sounds stupid, but the jump might work. That I look fat, looking like diapers. And she a hoodie rat, but I might wipe her. Mama telling me that it'll be a nightmare. I need a couple grand if I'm in a cipher. Would you think I rap for the glitz and the glam? I'm trying to be the goat, trying to get me a lamb. I rap for the bands and the grands and the fans, trying to make a couple mil, can't dodge over Sam. Hey, would you really want to do that? I'm trying to dive in like with a pool at. D, K, to three, double O, three, three, is where I pool at. Preacher, then get rebirthed. Don't get attached to the things of the earth. Cause everybody in this thing gonna get murked. And I know you was right like Uzi Vert. Hit her from the back now, ooh, she hurt. White on the front like missionary. Smoking that headband, Jason Cherry. The black of the berry, the hattie of the berry. I believe in miracles, damn Mother Mary. I believe in Jesus, I believe in God. They calling me a genius, flow so dumb. This that Sunday service, this that Friday prayer. I'm just trying to hold it, hold it down for the man upstairs. Say a prayer. Shorty, she'll fuck you in that lifting. Yeah, yeah. 
gon' catch it if you slippin' Murder, 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 murder if you trippin' Grandma kept the burner in the kitchen I was twirl that shit when missing. y'all so that was Faye um with easy um his his information is gonna be on um the description below apple music everything like that all right y'all all right so <clears throat> there we go yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay um I just want to read all some stats real quick um this is just me personally. Like look. And I know shit ain't fair. This shit will never be fair. But all I'm asking is is to stop smearing our image. Like, all I'm asking for, I'm no I don't ask for shit. All I'm asking for is just to when we pass away, whether it's by violence or whatever, don't just just let us just let us die peacefully. We already dead. Just let the let the mourning process be peacefully. Just be peaceful. I don't need to be hearing about oh, you you picked the you picked the worst picture in the world when he was in jail to show us to show us the last per, the last picture everybody sees. But yet when these white people when these white people kill everybody, you got this loving picture in them. Like um, what was that? Um. It was one guy. I can't remember. And he basically killed him and killed his whole family. It was like five kids and his wife. And it was just, he was such a loving man, such a peaceful man who loved his family. You can't love his family that much if you killed, if you killed him. Am I right? No, he he took them all with him. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he took them all to the afterlife with him. He was just like, I ain't so going out by myself. That's the only love. We in this Obviously, to, he, what, what, what is it? To death do us part. And it's like I just get I just get tired of like for example, if I pass away, right? They'll put whatever dirt I got, they'll be like, oh, he was a troublemaker in high school. Instead of all the good things that I've done. Does that make sense? It makes per I, I feel exactly where you're coming from, but I have to keep making that U-turn back to what I said though. Whose job is it to make sure that we preserve your integrity? Whose job is it to make sure that we preserve your character? And I get really pissed off and really fucking tired when these white women get a pass. So you get a pass for raising a mass murderer. These motherfuckers come in and kill everybody. But yet we die and it's, oh, why did you raise that thug? But we not the ones killing. We, we Okay, we commit crimes. But for the most part, we not the one killing people. 64% of mass murders are Caucasians. Yeah, facts. Sixty-four percent. Agreed. Sixty-four fucking percent. Right, but you you don't y'all at this point know where I'm at. Y'all know where I'm at. Where are you at, Dave? I'm always gonna be in the words of the American philosopher David Banner. I don't have a problem with racism. I don't have a problem with white supremacy, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because they're doing exactly what any ethnic group of people are supposed to do: self. Preservation. That's rule my number one. one Self-preservation. Self and they're looking out for theirs first. So I don't have a problem with it. 
I got a problem that we don't do the same. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Like, everybody talking about racism, racism. I don't have a problem with racism. Because the same level of racism that a white man give his brothers and sisters, what you think a Chinese, a Hispanic, hell, even a Haitian and a Jamaican do? Oops. Why they got it more than we do? I don't have a problem with racism. If I own an establishment, I have the right to decide who the fuck I want to hire. If I own my shit, you can't tell me who I can and cannot hire. You can't get mad at me if I choose to pay somebody and not your black ass. It's some cold shit that niggas don't want to hear. Because we want to be accepted so bad. We want to be appreciated so bad. We want to be loved so bad. So let's talk on that. Why do you feel like we want to be accepted and loved so bad? Because we've been taught to. And that's why before MLK died, he said what? I fear that I've integrated my people into a burning building. That's why. What did I say about our grandparents? Our grandparents didn't give two fucks what a cracker thought about us. Mm-hmm. They didn't give two shits. I encourage people, one of my favorite comedies is Harlem Nights because that's loosely based on Black Wall Street and Harlem Renaissance. And if you go watch that movie as much as you're going to laugh your ass off at Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, you'll also learn something. Them motherfuckers didn't give a fuck. And when the mafia came after his ass, they fucked their ass up at the end of that movie. And all of them died. And all the black people survived and, and went off as millionaires. That's how our grandparents got down. We don't have that set. People talking about, I'm a savage. No, the fuck you ain't. Sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> you ain't no damn savage, motherfucker. You couldn't even spell savage, nigga. Your granddaddy was a savage. Your grandmama was a savage. We were raised to be employees, not employers. We were raised to be slaves, not plantation owners. Okay? That's why. We are mentally enslaved now more than it's worse for us now because we're mentally enslaved. We're even spiritually enslaved. More than we're physically free, but we are mentally confined. We are spiritually confined. So until you free your mind, you don't even know. I'm like Kanye. People got mad when he said he's a god. I have no problem with it because he knows who the fuck he is. Would it be better, like he said, if he said, I'm a nigga? But how dare you say you a god? White people know that. They know they're gods. That's why they can do the shit that they do and not give a fuck. We are afraid to take ownership of that because we've been trained to fear. So how do we flip it? How do we switch that mindset? That's not hard. It's really not hard. The problem is we've been taught to be closed-minded. Open your mind. Open your spirit. Open your vessel. But that shit starts at home, though. Mm -hmm. It does. It it starts at home. it, It definitely starts at home because when... And I you say take, that because you, hatred is taught. When you when you take a household, whether white or black, doesn't really matter. And they're taught in the household to stay within the boundaries and not color outside the lines. Mm-hmm. You have no creative thinking for yourself at all. At all. You 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 grow up thinking, "Oh, I want to be great. I want to do this. I want to do that." But when you're, as you said, mentally enslaved to only think one, one particular way, way. Mm-hmm. as a father and as a parent, just in general, the one thing that I hate, and I don't hate a lot of things, just just as a as a father, as a black father, the one thing I hate is seeing a child, a black child in particular, taken down the path of solely being an entertainer or only an athlete. I cannot amen that more. Mm-hmm. Than that. I mean, like, dude. Of course. 
I mean, that's a round of applause, standing ovation. I would love for my children to play a sport. I really would. But at the end of the day, the, the, the middle of the day, and in the morning, if they don't want to do that shit, I'm not so going to force it. them to do that shit. Here's, so here's what's also I think the problem is, right? <clears throat> so when we go play these sports, we never, okay, so when we go play these sports, we don't go back and finish what we started in college. And to me, I think that's a, that's a big part of it. Because it's even before that, because I didn't, because as a, when you're a little child, <laughs> these parents are so hard on their children. When they, 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 they I'm gonna put it like this: though, when I was coaching, I had this one parent, and he would always be on his daughter, always be on his daughter, and I'm like, bro, like she's good, like. Yeah, she didn't make all her shots. Yeah, she didn't make all her free throws. Trying to live vicariously through the trial. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, if she don't make it doing this, she can make it doing something else. Amen. And that's how I feel about all children. Amen. If they don't make it doing one thing, they can make it doing another thing. But if you close them within that box and their mindset is, I, I, I can only do these couple of things. They will, they will never flourish. Ever. That's why as a child, when they say as a child, you are as free-minded as possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's as you grow. The purest form of yourself. Yeah, it's the purest form of yourself. But as you grow, you start to get boxed in mm-hmm. by other people's... By society. By other pain, people. It starts at home. Like, yeah, you, you hit other, on the head. Yeah, it starts it, at home. You get and boxed then, in to other people's visions of what you should be yep, yeah. and what lane you should go down. <laughs> yep. And that triggers, okay... I see this person doing this, so let me solely only go down this lane. Yep. When you could have, I'm gonna put it like this: the one thing I know Theo loves to do, you put on some music. Theo loves to fucking dance. He does, and you allow him that freedom yeah, to express that, that energy. Yeah. Don't make him feel like he's wrong for wanting to. Yeah. Dance. He's a child. Let him be exactly. pure. So who? <laughs> so who am I that I can't see? See through the future my son may be a fucking world-renowned ballet fucking person later in life he may be on broadway or some shit like that dancing but i would be wrong if i'm like okay we we play football in the house he'd be throwing the shit that damn ball i would be fucking wrong to be like oh nope he got that arm nope i gotta develop this shit mm-hmm. no I, i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna let him do it let the fuck him he decide do. Yeah. that let him if you want to play this is this is what i've always told told people about my about my children when go, oh what you you want them to play this if they want to play that sport they'll play that sport i'll be in the crowd i support them if they want my help they are free to ask me for my help but i am not going to be the one waking up at fucking five o'clock in the morning to go to a fucking basketball court <laughs> to, to, to watch you shoot free throws or i will support you oh dad i'm coming oh can can you come with me sure i'll come with you son but i'm not gonna be the one walking in there like hey it's five o'clock get your ass i'm not gonna do that i'm not Cause if you really want it, if you really want it, you'll do it yourself. You do it your damn self, and that's gonna keep your creativity open. But once you get boxed in, you're done. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> no further questions. And I mean, like, like I said, it, it, I can't even. He eloquated it so perfectly. I can't even. The only thing I can say in conjunction, because he hit everything dead on the head, because every single word that came out of his mouth, that's how I feel to the bottom of my soul. And that's how I'm going to raise my children, no matter what. But to what you mentioned initially, Troy, about sports, I'm going to go here with it. If you really think about it, take the sport of football. 
it's a contact sport. Mm-hmm. It's a physical sport. Mm-hmm. It's even a bloody sport. Why do we as boys get triggered by that? What is the natural instinct of us as boys, as men? What do we do naturally, instinctively? What kind of beings are we? Primal. We're primal. We're physical. It triggers that testosterone in us that wants to be aggressive, that wants to be physical. Because especially as black men, we are told and taught to control, and it's, and we should be taught to control it. The problem is we are not just taught to control. We're taught to literally smash it into the ground mm-hmm. and act like we are not supposed to be men. Do not ooze. That's why white supremacy gets intimidated when a real alpha black man, when Tyson, I don't care what you say. If you put a bunch of people, a bunch of men in a room, if you put a fighter, if Mike Tyson walk in that bitch, he going to get all the attention. If Floyd Mayweather walk in that bitch, he going to get why? Because every man wants to tap into that physical, primal, attack, aggressive mentality. We want to whoop some ass. So really what it is, is football is the one physical sport that allows boys to exude and exert that testosterone that we've been taught to suppress. So really what it is, is it's not that we need more football coaches. Really what you need is somebody to teach you how to throw them fucking hands. (laughs) How balanced would it be if for every football pop Warner league you got in the hood, you got a boxing gym in the hood. You got an MMA class in the gym in the hood you got mixed martial art black men who know how to throw them hands feet and elbows and fold your ass the fuck up (laughs) if you put a bunch of those in the hood i guarantee you less niggas will want to shoot niggas less niggas will want to shoot niggas want to get trigger happy now because you can't fight that's bad oh that's that's big facts let's just go here like that's big fucking facts like niggas get trigger happy now like niggas don't like before you don't even want to fight no more because you like in the back of your head you like I really whoop this nigga ass right now. I cannot. I'm more scared of him making sure I don't get home than the white officer. Mm-hmm. I'm just call it what it is. I can't gamble on fighting these niggas because I guarantee they ain't gonna be. No, we can't. But I mean, but I mean that goes for the officers too. It, it does. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely does. That goes for the officers too because they're scared. Oh yeah, definitely. They see us and they're like, you know what? Look how big he is. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to fuck with that. Like, I, back, I agree. That goes let me, back let, to what Warren said the other day. Let me pull my taser out. Let me just subdue him, and then I'll fold him up. I agree. I agree. But that goes to what I said earlier about education. We are not fully educated about our rights. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean when I say, look how many black lawyers we got, especially since we got a sister in the building. Like, think about how many black women we got that are lawyers and know the law backwards. I would say more black women know the law better than black men. That's facts. Black women know the law like it ain't shit. You know how powerful we be if we get all our black sisters that are lawyers that take us to trial and get us off because they know the law. That's what I mean when I say infiltration and taking that knowledge and that wisdom and bringing it back to your community and empowering. You know how empowered we would be as men if our sisters came back and said, look, I'm going to teach you how to finesse the system. I'm going to teach you how to get around this shit. I'm going to teach you how to finesse these crackers at their own game. Infiltration by information. By information. I couldn't say it any better than that, period. That's what I mean. That we don't have that. That's why, again, I could deal with a cop. I'm not scared when cops pull me over. I got pulled over yesterday. No lie. I got pulled over yesterday. Like, and I was not scared. I'm going to tell you, and it's comical, but the only thing I was scared of, literally the only thing I was scared of, was another traffic citation. 
I was not scared of getting clubbed. I was not scared of getting shot. I was not scared of getting Trayvon Martin or George Floyded. I was scared of having to pay $250 in a citation because I had a late tag. That was it. $250? Bruh, Madison got me back in April. Good old Madison. Madison. Oh, hell no. Because, bro, let me tell you this. We're going to talk about that later, but. I just got, now my tag was expired for a year and a half. Just got it fixed. See? And I only, I paid thousands in between, like, tickets and the tolls. Exactly. But as far as the actual ticket, shit was only, like, one, like, one something. Bro, Madison ran me two yeah, no, if it was 250, I'd never be fucking driving. Two fucking shit, 50. But the <laughs> cop, but I said, I said, like, the cop pulled me, white dude, and he was cool. But I had to tell him, like, I was like, bro, I'm showing you my hands, not because I'm scared of you, George Floyd, and me, but that's just procedure for mm-hmm. me anyway. I've been doing this for years. So naturally, by law, proper protocol procedures, show your hands, make sure you're not a threat. Officer, may I reach for my license and registration? Cool. I went and I told him, I was like, I'm not scared of you doing nothing. He's like, bro, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just making sure everything in chest. I was like, officer, you good, man. I just don't want another citation that's all <laughs> and he laughed and he was just like i feel you i feel you. i was like hey but i'm good yeah here's my license registration everything i already got my new temp tag coming in the mail blah blah, blah. it was cool i'm never scared when i get pulled over i'm scared of coming out of pocket i'm not scared of dying i'm gonna just keep it real i'm not scared to win and i get to a certain degree yeah everybody said they're scared i'm i'm just not because i know who i am uh-huh. so it's just like again we don't know who we are, but like I said initially with the football thing, put some put some schools in there that teach kids how to defend themselves, because that's really what it comes down to. Football is the only outlet that we as black boys have to teach us how to somewhat defend ourselves. But I don't need football if I got a boxing dojo up the street, if I got a UFC MMA class up the street, a jujitsu, karate, whatever you want to apply physicality towards to teach me how to defend myself when I'm out here in the streets. But that's My woman the thing. Need to know you gotta, you- it's the defense. That's what it is. It's the defense of yourself. Yeah. But in a situation where you're playing football or when you're labeled a thug, that is seen as you're the aggressive person and not defending yourself. And I and I agree with that entirely. But guess what? I'm gonna just be real. We shouldn't give a fuck. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. That's the problem. We shouldn't. Why do we care? Like why? You ha- yeah, in in times like this, you have to care. But have to. I'm gonna be honest. Because if you don't care, you end up in situations. The climate are, now is in. still not what it was when our grandparents and our parents. I, I totally agree. I agree with that. So that's why I I'm agree. like, why are we so paranoid about not like? Because now really? it's getting. Because now it's coming out. Now mm-hmm. it's now it's on film. Now we can see it worldwide. Before, we knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. We knew it. We just couldn't physically fucking see it. And see, that's why I said. So it was like a perception in your mind, like, oh, what happened to such and such? Oh, I think the police may have killed them, but I'm not really sure. Oh, why did they come back from jail with a black eye? Well, I think when they got thrown in the back of the police cruiser, he got punched in the face. I think, but now, now we got motherfuckers standing on the side of the street. When, example, I'm driving home from work the other day. It's a black guy standing outside his car. It's like maybe six, seven OPD officers, three or four squad cars, and no lie, no exaggeration. As I'm driving, and you know, people they stop, they slow down, they start looking. What? No lie, it was like four or five cars in front of me that all pulled off to the side, got out, and the first thing out they, the first thing they did was pull out their cell phones. That's the age we're in. 
Yes. To try and catch it on camera to see if somebody see if some shit is about to happen. I, I agree. And I like that part of this age. I actually do like that part of it a lot. I really like that part of it. But at the end of the day, we have been taught and trained to give a fuck. And I just don't give a fuck what a white man or white woman think about me and my people. Take care of your shit. I'm gonna take care of mine. I don't give a fuck. Why should I? You bleed just like I bleed. Mm-hmm. You shit just like I shit. You take a piss just like I do. What about you is different? Because you can die like I can too, motherfucker. So it's just like, I don't... Immor- we have been taught to verify our oppressor. We really have. And we don't see it like that. That's why we begging for a seat at the table instead of saying, no, I'm going to go set up my own shit. Mm-hmm. I don't need to come to your house. What's so special about your shit? I can build a motherfucker too. We've been building shit. We've been here longer than y'all. We got more culture than y'all. And fuck, before we came along, y'all motherfuckers were the most uncivilized motherfuckers on the face of the earth. So, again, when you know your history and you know who you are, you are not afraid of that. Uh-huh. But we've been taught by, I hate to say this, and it goes to the slavery period, we've been taught by our mothers to fear the white man. As black men, we've been taught by our mamas to fear the white man because they were preconditioned because during slavery, for those who don't know, they used to do something called bucking where you took the LeBron James looking motherfucker in front of all the slaves, not just beat him, but you tied his legs and arms to four horses and had them run till all his body parts got spread apart in front of all the women graphically. So that that way, that would send a message to the mama and her son, you better not ever do that shit or you're going to wind up like him and you made sure to do it to the alpha male. Because mm-hmm. if I want to rule the people, I take out the alpha males. Mm-hmm. That's facts. That's how it's always been since the dawn of mankind. When a king invades another country, what they say, kill all the boy childs. Kill the men, kill the boy child, enslave and rape the women and the girls you can keep if you want to. That's how it always is. So we should not be surprised. We should not be surprised, nor should we care. What we should do, though, is organize. What we should do is mobilize. I'm on Deacons for Defense type shit. Go look that up and see what they did. Those were alpha black men that shot the KKK and dared them to run up in the black neighborhood with that shit. And they stayed with sniper rifles. They think We think it started with the Black Panthers. Man, we... Our grandfathers, they ain't play that shit. They will fucking cut your ass up. What you think the Haitian Revolution was? They was cutting motherfuckers up. I dare you. (laughs) But we are not. That's why I say y'all ain't savages. Y'all are not. Stop trying to play a role that you ain't about. Because when push come to shove, it ain't y'all ain't about that life because y'all know real freedom costs and it costs even more to keep it. So if you know that real freedom costs and it costs to keep it, the best thing you're going to do is what? Protest. But I don't really think it wants to be kept. And that, that's just my honest opinion. I think it just wants to be seen mm-hmm. that it can be done, but the process to actually keep it is too long of a process. Exactly. Nobody, nobody really nobody wants, wants to suffer for that. Nobody that wants to go suffer. through the entire process. No. They nobody wants to get, suffer for everything that. Everything is such a nowadays. Everything is now, such a, now, now, a now, type now, of, now type mm-hmm. of vibe. So now it's like, okay, boom, let's do this shit for a month. Okay. Fuck, we gotta do this shit for two months. Okay. You know why we put a time God, limit to it? Damn, because we gotta we, do this shit for three months. Yeah. And the reason why is because we've been taught to love it. If you really knew that something was killing you, would you wanna keep if you knew can like when you have cancer, are you trying to be healthy to get rid of cancer temporarily? Or are you really trying to make sure this shit don't never come back? Mm-hmm. 
if a doctor told you, look, you got three months to live if you don't get your health together, you're not going to be like, okay, I'm going to get my health together for these next three months so this shit will go in remission. You're going to be like, nigga, I'm trying to get rid of this shit altogether uh-huh. until you see your oppressor as the same way you see cancer, as the same way you see STDs or any other venereal disease, you will just look at it as a temporary fix. You do not want to fast it out. You do not want to detox it out. You do not want to really exorcist it out of your system. You're just doing it because you really love it. Uh-huh. And you just want to prove a point. It's no different than, I hate to use this comparison, but it's just like when people know that you go to Starbucks every damn day and now all of a sudden because people done rag dog, man, your ass stay going to Starbucks all the fucking time. No, I ain't. I'm going to show y'all for the next two months, I ain't going to go to Starbucks. We know you're going to go back, motherfucker. You're just trying to <laughs> prove a point. Like, come on, man. Exactly. You exactly. love Starbucks. It's okay. So, look, I hate to say it like this, people, but just say, look, look, Massa, we love you. We actually do love you because you do pay us well now compared to our ancestors. But could you just take the whip off a little bit? I know that ain't comfortable. And I know that ain't what y'all want to hear, but that's really what you're asking for. You're not asking to get off the plantation. You're just saying... Let me be able to sit next to you. Yeah, just, 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 <laughs> instead of hitting me with the whip, can you just hit me with the shoe? <laughs> instead of a 30-minute break, can I have an hour break? Pretty. That, that's it. That's all you're asking for. Just, you know, just don't be so hard on me. I'm going to get the shit done. I'm going to pick the cotton. I'm going to get the tobacco. I'm going to do what you want. I got it. I got it. Okay. You don't really want to get off the plantation, though. That's why Cap did what he did. I was like, why are you trying to make a U-turn? The only reason Harriet Tubman made a U-turn is because she was trying to get more motherfuckers off the plantation. Mm -hmm. Not so she could go back and say, I didn't know what the fuck I was thinking. I was stupid as shit. I don't know why I thought freedom was going to be free. I'm going to get my ass back here. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Where we do that at? But that's what we've been preconditioned to believe. And that's why I have an issue. And I'm saying this to somebody who's a proud graduate of the best HBCU in the land, Florida Agricultural Mechanical University, founded in 1887 on the highest of seven hills. I'm going to leave that right there. But with that being said, I honestly, all jokes aside, I really do feel some type of way with our black professors. I have a vendetta with some of y'all. Not all of y'all, but some of y'all. I have a vendetta. Because instead of y'all teaching us to be bosses and employers, you're teaching us to be employees, successful employees. That's all you're teaching us to do is being successful employee. Make more money as, with a degree than you would with a GED. Make more money with a master's than you would with a bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Make more money with a PhD than you would if you just, you know, muddered through. That's all you're doing. So why do I need to go... What you really should be teaching me is how to own stock, how to own land, how to generate equity, like wealth, Mm -hmm. generational wealth, how to fix my credit and transfer that knowledge and wisdom to my children and their children. But again, again, to that point, that shit has to start at home. Mm -hmm. I agree. It has to. I agree. Because to what you said earlier, I love my black people. But at some point, I can't depend on them to teach my child some shit. I should have been taught them. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. I no can't. debate. I send them off to school. Oh, what did you learn today? X, Y, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So what else did you learn? Oh, I le- okay. Well, I guess I got to do this shit myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to that point, even more, I would appreciate the parents that it's okay if the parent doesn't know, but that they're aware, the self-awareness to know, I lack the knowledge. So because I lack the knowledge, I'm going to make sure that my child does not grow up in the level of ignorance and stupidity and nigga shit that I have. 
I'm not going to pass that shit on. I totally agree. So that's the issue. To your point, that's how it starts at home. Your mama or your dad may not know, but they're aware of the fact that they don't know. And they're determined that you are not going to inherit their ignorance. That is real parenting. Because I know that I don't know. And I'm because and I'm not going to act so holier than thou and self-righteous. Oh, do as I say, not as I do. No. I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be greater than me. I want you to be better than me. So because I don't want you to make my same mistakes, I'm going to ensure that I give you the best education by people who look like you. But that's accountability. That A word that we don't want. Two words, black people, as a people that we don't like to live by. Accountability and discipline. That's facts. We don't want those. That's why we want the government to just give us some shit. (laughs) We're going to wrap this up, man. Um, <laughs> it's been some real shit. It's been some real shit. Um, go ahead and plug your social media in, Dave. Hey, man. Just follow me at wisdom.king811. IG, if you want me on Facebook, David Champion. But I promise you on my IG, that's when I post the best stuff in terms of content on black history, on knowledge, spirituality, all of that good stuff. Hey, thoughts of a king. Thoughts of a king. Yo, sleep mouth ass. <laughs> hey, 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 Mr. Uh, socially Thoughtful. Socially Thoughtful. The podcast. Plug that shit in, man. Hey. We knew, but we coming up. You know, hey. on Twitter, follow us. You know, at social underscore thought underscore. And it's spelled like thought. T-H-O-T. <laughs> <laughs> Support black pod. businesses, so, man. For real. Support so, black businesses. Of course. So, you know. That's our Twitter, social underscore thought underscore pod. You know, on IG, it's s dot t underscore podcast. Easy. It is. All right, y'all. Um, that's actually one of my clients for the Average Show Media brand and the Average Show Media umbrella. Yeah, buddy. June twenty first, Father's Day weekend. We're coming. It comes hey. out. We're coming. I'm spamming y'all with this shit because these niggas is funny as fuck. <laughs> I'll tell you, these niggas we is funny as fuck. Coming, these yo. niggas is funny as fuck. I Damn appreciate you. I thank you for letting me produce your podcast. Oh, it was, uh, I, there was no doubt in who was going to do this shit, right, to real, be honest. Bro. Hey, man. Because this shit is Salute. a gym. Salute, this shit is bro. a gym, man. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll be... Father's Day and Juneteenth weekend. So I'm going to wish you happy Father's Day. Of course. Amen. Black people have a happy Juneteenth. That's our 4th of July. Yes, that exactly. Is. It that is. really is. If I that see is. any black person. And if you don't know what that is, research it. Please if I do. see any black person celebrating July 4th, we're going to have a fucking problem. Unless it's just a barbecue because that's all it is. It's National Barbecue Day for us. That's all it is. And, and a paid holiday. Day. Well, I mean, for my kids, I, I take them to see the fireworks. That's fine. Shit, that's that's fine. That's it. That's about it. Don't be running around here talking about the founding fathers found this shit. Motherfucker, they didn't give a fuck about your ass. Your granddaddy was watching them write that shit without you, without him in mind. All right, y'all. You already know y'all can follow me, man. Average JTPC. Um, uh, damn, what is my other one? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, at the original Playmaker. Um, if you want to... If you want to get on the creative quarter segment, uh, just email me at um, average admin at averagejt.com. Same thing for the podcast plus segment and everybody each segment. I'm all about supporting black business and black podcasts. Free promotion. I got you. I It ain't, it don't cost nothing. Now, don't come to me when I start charging y'all motherfuckers because y'all motherfuckers didn't take care, take advantage of the free shit. 
because I ain't going to want to hear it. Because I've been doing this shit for almost a year now. Do you go to the white man when he tell you how much he charge? Shut the fuck up. Support my dog. Exactly. So, if you want to get a podcast started, man, hit me up. I'll come to your home. i knock this shit out. And I, I, I get shit back to you quick. Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> go to sleep. Then record it. I wake up the next morning. I'm listening to it on the way back home to the car. For real. For real. Ain't nobody giving you that, man. All right, y'all. I love y'all. I fucks with y'all. Leave me a, a rate, a review, subscribe, and subscribe to my man's podcast June 21st. June 21st. We Don't dropping. fucking forget. Yes, sir. Socially thoughtful. We're not, this shit is going to be off. This shit's a fucking gym. I'm trying to tell y'all this right now. The first episode I recorded these motherfuckers, I was I was I was almost fucking Dead. crying and laughing like D O A. All right, y'all. Flipping's four thirteen. Peace. Yo. Different kind of city when you live it right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start.